Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is our match review. Newcastle won out 3-1 winners against Burnley up at St. James Park and it was a much improved performance for Steve Bruce's side. We'll hear from Lee Ryder and Kieran Kelly as we look back on a great victory for Newcastle United. Hello ladies and gents, thanks for tuning in. Newcastle 3-1 winners against Burnley up at St. James Park. Very wet and windy evening and Newcastle United up to sixth in the league. It may only be for a few hours with plenty of games to be played on Sunday but still it's a nice table to look at before you head to bed or wake up on Sunday morning depending on when you're listening to this. 3-1 Newcastle needed to win tonight, I felt, and in a dominant way, and they did do, but for a brief scare maybe in the first 20 minutes or so of the second half. They bad Burnley, really. They were the better side. Burnley's defence was not up to scratch and could not handle Alan St. Maxman, who was the difference tonight. He was man of the match. He was tormenting the Burnley defence from the word go. He set up Callum Wilson for the second. More importantly, he opened the scoring with a superb solo goal. Dribble forward. Reminded me a bit of Peter Beardsley, if I'm honest. Drop the shoulder. The player's going one way. Him going the other. And then picking his spot. A really nice goal. And it showed what he can do when he's at his best. And Newcastle certainly missed him against Newport, didn't they? Um, He could have been risked for that game but he wasn't and this tonight showed why because they wanted him 100% fit he did have to go off towards the end hopefully just cramp I think he has alluded that he did feel a bit of pain in his ankle um, but hopefully we've got two weeks now before Newcastle return to face Manchester United and he'll be back fit and raring to go the game itself like we've seen Newcastle dominated the first half Burnley all over the shop Alan St Maxim with the opener there um, and going into the interval you just felt Newcastle if they'd come out in the same way they finished the game would win Burnley however must have had a rocket up the backside for manager Sean Dyche because they came out totally different they pressed Newcastle they put balls in the box they were more organised they were better going forward something that Newcastle hadn't had to deal with in the first half and Newcastle struggled to a certain degree and inevitably the goal came, a much-deserved goal. Ashley Westwood with a brilliant finish on the volley inside the box. Newcastle failed to clear the lines, failed to get the corner away, and it fell to him. Dolo could do nothing about that. You know, prior to that, you know, Burnley had, hadn't really tested Carl Dolo in the goal. There was a header that he had to save from Chris Wood, and then Fabian Jair had to go off and potentially that maybe affected things Kraft came in the middle and then Westwood scored and then we fell into arguably the most important moment of the match straight after that goal is conceded both teams arguably vulnerable it's that old cliche isn't it if you score a goal you've got your most vulnerable but also if you've conceded you don't want to then concede a second and the game just get away from you you need to stand tall you need to get back on top of the game and Newcastle did that at maximum just a few minutes later down the right uh, beat two defenders with Pearson and it was a lovely ball into the middle Callum Wilson on a plate a few yards out from goal 
he was never missing that. And it really hit home just what Newcastle have been missing in recent years, really. They haven't got that striker to gamble. We saw a bit with Dwight Gale, but Cal Wilson's a different level and he was there right on the last man, puts it home. It was all about Anson Maximum's cross, but it's about that clinical edge that Wilson's got as well. And Newcastle had been peppering in the few minutes leading up to that. They'd had a, a, a cross put in the box and it was cleared. It fell to Mealcraft, who then played Anson Maximum down the right, and then Wilson scored. And then, what, about 10 minutes later or so, Callum Wilson puts a penalty home, um, and the game was was put to bed. Ryan Fraser had come on for Alan St. Maximum, and it, one of his first actions was to, to win a penalty, Nick Pope. Had uh, badly miscontrolled the ball. It fell to Ryan Fraser, who got felled by the keeper. His effort came off the post. The referee decided it was a penalty. Didn't punish Pope. Obviously, the rule states a penalty is enough. And uh, Wilson just popped it, popped it home. It was a really nice penalty. And from then on, Newcastle just looked comfortable. They saw the game out. Ryan Fraser went close with a chip. Uh, Jeff Hendrick could have scored as well against his old team. He had two efforts, actually. Should have scored in the first half, but put one at the side net. And then towards the end of the game, a Shelby cross fell to him, or rather he kind of had to get anything onto it. It was a bit of a stretch, really, and it went out for a goal kick, but anything on the end of that, and it would have been 4-1. Um, and Newcastle just going into this international break in good spirits, a good victory, something they needed to do, look good on the eye as well, which is something they needed to do, and hopefully a platform to build on. Let's hear now from Lee Ryder, who was up at St James's Park. It's overall a good night's work for Steve Bruce and his Newcastle United team. 3-1 winners against Burnley and hard to say really that they they didn't deserve it. I mean, they did have the slip-up where they let Burnley back in it at 1-1. You know, Burnley really made the most of that spell of possession and, you know, hit Newcastle exactly where it hurts. But Newcastle's response was good. I mean, Alan St. Maxman had already scored a great goal in the first half, um, but he showed exactly what he brings to the team but with a great assist such a simple goal down the right wing low cross Wilson arrives at the far post 2-1 um, great move really and then Newcastle add a bit of gloss to it with Fraser winning the penalty and Wilson stepping up to get his second so 3-1 you, you can't you can't argue with that uh, Newcastle in the top six no, nobody around here is used to to being in that position um, but yeah, for all what's been said about Newcastle's start of the season it's I think the best start since 2011-12 which is remarkable really um, given some of the negativity um, you know you can't argue they were, they were terrible at Spurs not so long ago um, Brighton was a, a really poor show but overall Newcastle get the win they get the points and as I say, go to sixth, they're in the quarterfinals of the League Cup as well. On paper, it hasn't been a bad start. It's, it's the way it's kind of unfolded. Um, a couple of injury knocks in maximum coming off looked like precaution, but Fabian Schur injured his shoulder again straight away. Um, he will face a scan, so we'll see how bad that one is. But Steve Bruce, a pretty happy man in his press conference after the game. So there's Lee Ryder there talking after Newcastle's 3-1 victory over Burnley. He mentioned Steve Bruce and the press conference. Unfortunately, we haven't got any audio from that said press conference, but I can quote you what Steve Bruce said. Namely, he was talking about the criticism that he and his side have faced in the build-up of this game over formations or a style of play. And I'll just quote you now what he said in the press conference. I'm delighted for the players. We've all had a fair share of criticism this week, maybe rightly so. Tonight we hopefully quieten a few for a while anyway. 
we've tried to change and be more expansive, it goes up and down so quickly, that's Newcastle. I don't think you'll get many arguments from people that tonight was a great game. In my opinion, the first thing that springs to mind is that this is one game we need to see more of this. We've had three or four games that haven't been very good in recent weeks. We've had one that has, so now we need to see more of this. We need to build on They had a good game against West Ham, but didn't follow it through. So we need to see more of this. And in a way, the international break maybe comes at a bad time for Newcastle in terms of momentum, because I think a team needs that momentum to carry on and to take them on to the next game. So it's a shame there's no game in midweek. There's a shame there's no game next weekend to, to build on this great performance tonight. Obviously, in terms of injury and rest, yes, it's a welcome break. But momentum is key in football. It's a really important aspect. I do feel that Newcastle would have benefited from a game coming around the corner. Um, as it is, two-week break, they'll get some players back, they'll give St Max from that rest that maybe he does need and then they'll go to that Manchester United game. Like I say, for me, just a shame it's not a bit bit sooner, but hey, they get time to work on the training pitch maybe after a quick little break. We're now going to hear from our Newcastle United writer, Kieran Kelly. Kieran, what a way to go into the international break. And after a week, which to many had you looked in from the outside, it might have been termed a crisis um, with all the criticism laid at Steve Bruce's door. It's a perfect way to shut the critics up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think um, reporters uh, uh, agree that was a, a much improved display. And um, I think the best way Steve Bruce could have kind of got back at, you know, he, he was almost having a goal. It wasn't just one or two reporters. I think he, he felt a lot of the coverage was unjust. Personally, you know, I felt Newcastle. You, you judge them on those games recently. They didn't play as well as they should have and can. And I think that's the point reporters are making that we know there's there's so much more to this this side than what we'd seen in the previous few games. I think tonight was was a good performance, much like the opening day win. I think um, the real encouraging thing for me was just that when it went to one one, um, I know they they're quite resilient, but Newcastle didn't kind of collapse. You know, Burnley were, were really piling on the pressure, and and they, you know, I suppose you have to point to the quality really at some maximum and Wilson up front, and uh, you know that that for me is a really exciting partnership. You just see what they did tonight, how Wilson's role in some maximum's first goal and some maximum's role in Wilson's first goal, uh, you know, fantastic link up there and. That would make you really, if they can keep those two fit, you know, you really think Newcastle have the creativity and the power, the goals to to really challenge for the top 10 because I think you saw the difference that Maxman made um, by far and away, you know, in my opinion, he'd be one of the best players out of the, the top, best attacking players outside the top six. He just on his day, I, I, defenders don't even now really know how to, cope with him and I think when he's added this kind of end product with the assists and the goals um, just in a year you've seen this development it's been really good and you know you have to remember this is only his second season in the Premier League so I think there's a lot more to come if he can have that consistency um, you know who knows where he can go but it was another really good performance from him and yeah I just think this was you know I think People outside Newcastle probably looks at this and like, well, what are they giving out about, you know, one defeat and seven now, isn't it? And uh, 
I think tonight was just kind of needed in terms of it's an actual good performance to go with a result. Um, and that was the important thing, as you said, going into a two-week international break. I think everyone will agree with you there. It was a bit like the Morecambe game where you said, yeah, they need to win, but they need to win. Yeah. We then said that about the Newport game. They didn't do it. <laughs> so tonight, it was the perfect way for Steve Bruce to, like we say, just to shut up a few of the critics, maybe. The difference, you kind of already answered it there, was Alan St. Maxwell, and obviously he'd missed the last couple of games through injury. But Burnley, just, they just couldn't handle him. And they obviously scored a wonderful goal. And it reminded me a bit of Peter Beards with the drop of the shoulder, left, right, um, and it was just a, it was a, it was a good goal. It was bad defending, but you know you've got that you've got to have that skill and that endeavour to go forward and and pick the spot to to get the goal. He was he was superb tonight, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I just think what I've really noticed with him, particularly since lockdown, just he knows when to release the ball. He knows okay, I'm going to shoot on this occasion rather than taking an extra touch or trying another trick or dribble. And you saw with the assist as well, he got past the two players and his first thought was putting the ball into the back post rather than thinking I can go myself and score a wonder goal. So he seems to have the balance now where he um, he can score goals, brilliant individual goals, but also he, he knows when to play in a teammate. And that's a really important... He obviously is ambitious. He wants to be, you know... Uh, we know he's already on his way to, to get in there, but he, he wants to, you know, go right, right, right to the top. And uh, I think you just saw, you know, it's funny, Newcastle have made some brilliant signs this summer, uh, particularly Wilson, but no doubt for me, you know, Sam Axman's their talisman. And uh, when he's not on Son and when he's not on the team, it's just like a, a almost like a light switch. Uh, the difference he made to them kind of, you know, Literally the first 10, 15 minutes, you know, he gets his goal. So it's um, really important that they manage him. I think it was quite telling that after his ankle injury, he could have actually played against Newport. They they just wanted to, to be really careful with him because I think they would have known today. Uh, he, he pretty much lit up a physical game, didn't he? Because it was just a lot of kicking, a lot of long balls. I mean, some... It wasn't just aimless long balls. You could see Newcastle were targeting a weakness Burnley, but that one player who was constantly kicked by Burnley, and that's probably the ultimate compliment. And sadly, he's kind of just had to get used to that. It was the same against West Ham on the opening day. But I think the encouraging thing is he uh, still put in pretty much a man-of-match performance despite that treatment, and they don't come much rougher than Burnley. <laughs> Indeed, you mentioned the second goal there, and you mentioned about... Hans and Max were nowhere to release the ball. And the second goal was just brilliant because he, he beats two defenders for pace. And you think at that point, you know, the cross has to be pinpoint. He gets his head up and he picks out Callum Wilson. It's not an easy ball by any stretch of the means. And he's going at pace. And just to hit that cross and the way he does, and it's, you know, a Callum Wilson cannot miss. It was a, and a brilliant assist, wasn't it? And obviously, Wilson, and we'll get onto him in a moment, he's. he's He's doing the stuff that Newcastle have lacked over the last couple of seasons. He's in the box. He's gambling for that ball to come in the box where maybe when Joe Linton was in that position, there was he wasn't gambling. We saw a bit with Dwight Gale when Dwight Gale came back, gambling once again in the box, waiting for that yeah. pass to come in. Um, but as you mentioned, Callum Wilson, St. Maxim just looked like the perfect pair and just what an assist for that uh, second goal. Yeah, because uh, I mean... 
Wilson, as good as he is, he's only going to be as good as the service he gets. And you just saw, you know, his ratio tonight of, you know, having that one chance and, and putting it away. And uh, I think he had a couple of chances overall, but he is that kind of player that he won't need five chances. He, that's the, the guarantee you get with him. And I think what's so encouraging, uh, as you said, you know, you take it for granted kind of things like being in the right place, having that instinct, even the nose for the first goal, that nudge on long, obviously Daesh <laughs> maybe rightly was a bit annoyed about, but that's what you get from someone who's come up through the leagues and who obviously knows what it takes to score goals in the Premier League. And, you know, he's on four goals already. I know two of them are penalties, but when you consider, I think, Shelby on seven last season, he's, he's only three off him and it's only October. I think that's really an impressive start because I know he already knows what it takes to play in the Premier League but how many times have we seen kind of strikers move from one Premier League club to the other and not quite hit the ground running yeah you know go back to Fernando Torres you know what an amazing player he was at Chelsea didn't happen so there's no kind of guarantee when you go for a big fee like he has but uh, I think he's been, he's been absolutely brilliant and as much as been the goals it is as you said the way he's led the line those little things that Newcastle missed last season uh, just just really really good and while we mentioned Joe Linton not being the kind of striker who gambles it's we're not we're not bashing him by any means because today I thought he had a, he had a good game one of his better games in a black and white shirt and there were a few examples where he got the ball you know on the halfway line and he just turned looked up and played you know, a couple of good passes in. One was for Ryan Fraser, um, as Ryan Fraser nearly chipped Pope, and there was a, there was another one that he he put in. He just looks like a bit of a different player out on that wide, where he can drop deep without having to worry about being in the box. You know, and he just looks more comfortable. He looks more effective. Obviously, we want to see more of that. We, you know, he's got a he's got Almiron banging on the door. He'll have Ryan Fraser when he's fit as well wanting to get in that position. But, you know, he's got a platform now to build on and he's shown Steve Bruce and he's shown the fans, the journalists, that actually maybe there is a, is a player there. You know, a lot of people thought there was a player there, not a striker maybe, but I think he's I think he's he's shown glimpses of maybe why so much money was, was paid for him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, we, we hope it gets to that point. I mean, for me, I've said this so many times, I think the key from this season as quick as possible just be to nail down a position you know what what's he going to be is he a, a winger is he a, a second striker is he a striker and I think today was really a rare time we've actually seen play off a proper number nine and have that freedom to come deep and not be judged and not be hammered and link play nip play roam around it was it was encouraging I think it's been a decent week for him I know he missed that penalty anyone can miss a penalty regardless how much he costs but Fog against Spurs he was one of the better ones just was neat and again he's always going to be judged on the price tag that's just the way it is but I think fans can see you know it's, it's not for a lack of effort or, or anything like that I think it is just about getting that position and that rhythm um, and I think that's definitely an experiment worth persevering with. I do think it will depend on the opposition, whether he plays. He probably played over Almiron because he's got that bit of presence uh, tonight, whereas another time, you know, he might bring Almiron in into that 10 role. But for me, I, I quite like the system tonight. I think it had the balance. Uh, you didn't see Shelby, for example, being so 
exposed um, and just just had the right balance where so Maxman obviously doesn't have to defend all the time but Hendrick is that kind of reliable defensive outlet to track back and then of course Joe Linton can come deep to help out he presses he does those things off the ball very well so yeah I, I think there was again more to take from it's just really interesting going forward how how he uh, continues to improve because um, there is a lot of competition there as you said Fraser after the international break will be be interesting to see how he gets on with Scotland and Almiron is obviously going away as well but there, there are good options and uh, that that can only be a good thing you know for all the injuries they're having at the back up front they look pretty well stopped to finish off then final question when we spoke after the West Ham victory <laughs> we kind of said Newcastle were alright but West Ham were dreadful tonight first half Burnley were dreadful but the second half especially that first 15-20 minutes or so you know, they, they dominated and they looked the better side. They deserved to get the goal. Obviously, it was yeah. an important point at that at that moment, how Newcastle would react because you're, more, you're probably most vulnerable as well. Um, I guess, well, the argument is you're most vulnerable when you just scored and Bernie kind of proved that, but Newcastle had to react in the right way and did so. Um, and then they were back on top for the remainder of the game. So tonight, are we saying that Newcastle were, were very good and Burnley were not so good or how are you how are you summing it up I think the key to what we've seen in the past few is not to go too much the other way and think Newcastle cracked it I don't think anyone does by the way but it's it's having that kind of <laughs> it's really hard in Newcastle not to get horribly downbeat after a really poor performance and then after something like that not to get a bit bit more encouraged I think for me, what was encouraging is you played against they play against West Ham and Burnley side to traditionally in and around them and have actually taken the game to them. And I think that's what we need to see Newcastle consistently do. Um, you know, we're only seven seven games isn't it, into the season overall, and um, you'd like to think there's just something kind of to work with, and that those new signs will continue to bed in and start to get a consistency and start to kind of get a style that's the key you know I, I get Bruce point formations and things we just want to look at Newcastle and know they're going to do this that and whatever kind of the circumstances that's going to be going to be a hallmark of the team and we know their hard work and we know generally they they're more they can bring to the table and tonight I think we saw a few glimpses of that it's just kind of not that they're going so up and down as much as they have been in, in recent months because um, I think if they can start to get that consistency together they definitely have the makings of a top 10 team um, but it's still an awful long way to go but I think for me the key games against Burnley, West Ham those kind of teams going forward that they're able to take on those teams continue to improve their record at home which hasn't been great this year and you never know where you end up then come you know, March, April when you're in the running. So um, I think it's been encouraging, but it's, in my mind, I'm, it's just having that balance of what we've seen already in the past, whatever, seven days. So you take Spurs, Newport and this game, there, <laughs> so there's a lot of different parts to those. But um, I think going into the national break on paper, it's it's been a, a, a good start, but... And they need more of these kind of performances for me going forward. 
just a quick note we're now over on YouTube at the Everything Is Black and White podcast and if you're liking what you're hearing why not come and see what we're producing we'd really like you to hit subscribe we're also over on Instagram at Chronicle NUFC and in the usual place on Twitter and Facebook we'd really like the likes the reviews and the subscriptions because without your continued support we can't get very far so thank you very much for listening Thank you.